healthy spiritually and mentally have always spoken to the core of who I am. And now I get to share it with you. I get to bring you people and ideas that will help us grow healthier together. Today, our guest is Mike Boyette, my classmate of 1996. (laughs) I'm telling everybody how old we are, right? It's okay. I was going to tell them anyway. Okay. Um, And Mike actually has been a very good support system to myself. So Mike is my classmate. And there was a, a period with my PMDD that I was just struggling to kind of um, understand, I guess, what people understand about it. And you were really open about your bi- being bipolar. And yeah. I reached out to you and you were so incredibly helpful to me. Like I was not alone. And even birthing this platform as I talk to different people about their struggles with their mental health issues, I am able to to help people see that they are not alone. So welcome, Mike, to sit with me. Hey. <laughs> Go ahead and tell them a little bit about yourself. I'm Mike Boyette. I'm 44 years old. Um, I was diagnosed with bipolar at around the age of 20, early 20s. Uh, when my daughter was being born, the stress of having a child at such a young age, and uh, I had hopes and dreams of playing Major League Baseball, which that kind of put a damper on things. So just all the stress along with the childbirth and everything like that uh, just really threw me for a loop. I was hospitalized for, I think it was like 13 days, wow. and they were trying to run all kinds of tests on me and everything, and I was in denial. I wasn't taking medication. And... Um, I'm on medication now. I have been since I was 20 mm-hmm. and medication really helps. But I'll tell you what also helps is having good doctors and nurses that listen to you uh, during your problems so they can talk to your family and friends sometimes and, and have a support group. And also prayer works for me. Cool. And you know what? Um, one of my guests, uh, Dr. Monique, she was on my show and she she really believes in educating the family. So that's really you know, great that you just brought that out about educating your support system, because when people around you don't understand, I mean, does that make it more difficult for you? It's hard to explain when you're in an episode what's going on, because you're kind of in a daze. And if you have people, friends or family around that can pinpoint, you know, hey, have you taken your medicine today or something just small like that? It can help stop the train wreck that's going to be happening. And so it's pretty much, you need people to know you. You have to open up, you have to have friends, you have to have family who you can go to during these periods in your time and uh, for help. Yeah. So I know like with me, I, my, um, actually my, he was my fiance at the time. He actually brought to my attention that I would go through these episodes. And so when, when he brought it up, I, I like, I was diagnosed at 20 as well, um, around the age of 20, but, and I was the same way. wasn't taking my medicine. I'll be off and on and just, you know, different things in your life trigger, trigger it to be worse. That's as I have seen. But he would mention the episodes. And then so I started to pay more attention. I went back to my doctor. I'm now doing what I'm supposed to do in order to manage it. But in those episodes for me, 
um, they seem to be, like you said, like you're in the episode. Can you explain like what that is? I know what I mean when I say that. Can you explain it? I somehow understand that. It's like you're the center of the attention, almost like a a movie star or something like that sometimes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know, it's just, it's a weird feeling. You can tell you something's different about you. Right. Sometimes, you know, I don't know. And I know it's come to the point, like, like, like you said, it's everything is going on around you. And it's like, for, for me, it's like, I can't stop it once it starts. Yeah. Yeah. It's like no stopping it. Yeah. Well, our bodies get used to the medications that we take. So sometimes like every two to three years, I'll have an episode, even when I'm on my medication, even when I'm living healthy, Mm-hmm. Just because the medication isn't working in my body anymore, it gets your body gets used to the medication, and you have to change and tweak. Maybe a little more here, or a little less there. Mm-hmm. So it's really tricky. I mean, you really have to try to live healthy as as you can, and just be a good person. Yeah, I love that part of it, like living healthy. It does make a difference because I've it told I told people that you know. Every, I don't think that there's one specific thing except the supernatural power of God that yeah. can fix this. You know what I mean? Like you do have to pay attention. You know, if you've been prescribed medicine, do that. But then also, like you're saying, living healthy. Well, there's. I came up with a several things that I do to keep myself healthy and they've been working for a while. Okay. One is I get plenty of sunshine, go outside even if it's for 10 minutes a day, the vitamins in the sunshine in your body just make you want to smile and make you happy. Yeah. And that's major. Also, I found like hobbies, go fishing or something once a week just to get out in Mother Nature because Mother Nature can relax you. Mm-hmm. And just don't lie and be a good person, you know, <laughs> just because that's what eats people up too. That's, that's a mental disorder for them to lie all the time. Mm-hmm. And it, you up. So if you just live healthy and you treat others the way you want to be treated, and it, that, those things work. It's just they like really live, good. live good, keep good energy around you. That's yeah. what I'm hearing from you. Um, Cause yeah. when you're saying being outside, like that's one of, I love the beach, like love, yeah. love the beach and even getting in the water. It's just that connection to, I think yeah. God's energy. That just makes yeah. you feel good. Well, how many fights do you see at the beach? Not too many, but if you go to a nightclub or something like that, there's fights every weekend or whatever. So yeah. Places wisely where you want to go and what you want to do. Right. So. And I think that's for people, not just people that have, you know, clinically been, been diagnosed yeah. with the yeah. mental health, just people all together, right? A lot of people aren't even diagnosed because they don't go to get help. They deny help before help can get to them. So there's, I think I've read like one out of three people have a mental disorder, Mm -hmm. but then there's like one or two of the other people that haven't been diagnosed. So they may have it as well. So it's pretty much everybody has some kind of problem, whether it's mental or physical. Some people get sick. Some people, you know, scratch their knee. Everybody has problems and how we deal with them is, what we need to focus on and we need to accept everybody's problems mentally, physically, or whatever, or spiritually. Yeah. We need, accept, we need to accept it. 
And that's that's something that I've brought to my audience several times is that your 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 mission to not just it's not just mental health awareness, but it's mental health acceptance. How, can you elaborate on that? Acceptance means that we need to educate the public, educate our family and friends, let them know, you know, we do have a disorder. We're on medication for it and help out and just have people accept that. We accept handicapped people with no leg or something like that. We accept that. We accept all people with whatever type of diseases. Why can't mental health not be bashed and smashed to the ground, you know, because sometimes people look at you and they're like, oh, you're bipolar. Uh, you know, I don't want to deal with that. Right. Even as a friend, friends will say that to friends. I, I'm not dealing with that. You're bipolar. You know, mm-hmm. what does that even mean? You know, Right. I mean, it, and it, it, it takes education, like you said, if people knew more about it, um, because I think sometimes it has been mysticized in the past where people think it's like a demon or, or something, yeah, like exactly. something has yeah. to be wrong with you. It's like, I didn't pick this, you know, it <laughs> picked me. But when you do the things um, that, it takes to be to manage it i think that's also important because when you're in denial about whatever your mental state is and you're not taking care of it that's the other side yeah you definitely have to take care of yourself and and but educate others as well so that they can help take care of you yeah my favorite my favorite people in the world are nurses i just love how nurses or nurturing and loving and understanding. Mm-hmm. And a lot of my nurses that I've dealt with in hospitals and I, my personal nurse, she's bipolar. So they really understand, you know, my episodes are like, yeah, you know, you need to do this. You don't need to do that. So I really want to give a shout out to the nurses out there. Yay for the nurses. And yes. because they have been educated. So yeah. they actually, them, they have the knowledge. And some of them have the experience themselves, personal. Right. And I, and I really think that even with my, um, with the PMDD is, is not as maybe not as extreme as other ones, but it allows me to have that experience. And I said that, you know, the Lord must've gave me this for me to be able to do something with it. You know, you're you're doing it right now. This is what you need to be doing with it. He's giving you the gift to be able to spread the word and hopefully we can all stop this and not stop it, but actually, you know, get a handle on it and love one another. Yes. And and that's true. And this it's one another because sometimes people think it's isolated to um, a certain group of people. I know like with my community, we like to say my community and I tell them all the time, it's just not us you know, no. it's everybody. It's the world. It is something that has been shamed for a long time. And, you know, as people get to um, know more about it and as we do platforms like this, we're educating people so they, they will know. It is more common than most people think. It is it's very common. Yeah. So what about... Go ahead and tell me about... I was... Um, we know that you are an author a published author. <laughs> Congratulations. That's a big deal. There are so many people that want to write books and haven't done it yet. Know, you're, and you're on book what? Number three? Three, yes. 
Okay. So the what your first one, what is the name? Okay, you're gonna go with bipolar and bipolar me. Bipolar and me, things you don't see. This is a poem, one long poem. It's like 20 pages. It's just a collection of thoughts that race through my mind whenever I'm going through an episode. So it's like all over the place. One whenever you turn the page, it's another thought. So you're like, oh my God, wait, wait a minute, I'm lost. So it gets people lost in that one. Mm-hmm. But then the other book is a little book of poems and short stories. This is a collection of like 20 different poems. And some of them I was having an episode while writing them. So it's kind of interesting. Poetry is my outlet. Okay. I can't talk to anybody or anything like that. I write poetry. Mm-hmm. And uh, my doctor told me to write books. So I'm and working on it. That's what you're doing. Time. <laughs> yeah, you're actually doing it. <laughs> yeah, I told you a lot of people. I need to write a book, but I haven't. I haven't. I actually, I have written an ebook, but I haven't put it out yet. Oh, well, there I, you go. I do have yeah. it for All right. when I'm ready. <laughs> um, Does that have to do with any type of mental, or is that just a book that you? No, I'm. This book is. I used to do. Um, well, I, not that I used to do. I I did two workshops on vision, on having okay. vision for your life, and um, the last one I I the name was a little bit different, um, but that's what the book is about. I just kind of compiled that information into cool. a book. Get it out there and read it. Okay, great. <laughs> um, so, like, can you talk about um, when? You you told me that like if when you go through your manic phases that you kind of black out and you don't remember. So yeah, I don't. Oh, go ahead. No, and then I was going to say so, but you said you you you're able to write during that time. I do write a lot of my episodes are religious episodes, like uh, spiritual angels or demons whatever it is the episode is about mm-hmm. they're attacking me angels aren't attacking me but um i just have a lot of spiritual episodes where i think i get paranoid that people are watching my every move and paparazzi and this and that yeah if I, if I make one mistake then i'm you know going to jail or something like that yeah i feel like people are watching me all the time mm-hmm. on, during the episode Okay. So, and, and then from the spiritual point of view, cause a lot of times for some reason, our mental, our mental states in the spirit realm seem to be connected with a lot of people. What are your thoughts on that? Yes. Yes. It's weird. I don't, I don't understand. I feel like there was one time I had an episode. I do remember that I turned into Yarch Angel Michael, mm-hmm. which far fetched, far out there. But I felt like him and I was actually going out and I was actually stopping fights and stuff like that. That was happening in real life, stopping fights at a gas station. And I'm like, wait a minute, maybe I am this Archangel Michael. Wait, so wait a minute, Mike. So in real life, did you stop? Did you stop a fight? Real life, life, I was actually doing angelic things like God was putting these blessings for me to get and all this other stuff. And I'm like, you know. But that's that's before I got on my medication. <laughs> yeah, but still, I'm I first of all, let me just tell you that I completely understand. Like when we talk about spiritual things, um, yeah. it may be it seem weird to some people, but I 100 percent understand what you're talking about. So mm-hmm. it, if 
people are listening in on this conversation. For one, this conversation is between me and Mike that you are listening in on. And so I understand what he's saying. And I know a lot of people out there understand because they go through it. Nobody may not talk about these spiritual um, experiences that they have and they don't have answers for and they have nobody to talk to about it because people will think they're absolutely nuts. Okay, It was so weird because one time I was actually I hospitalized myself, you know, not Baker Act or anything. I'm, I'm telling the people in the ambulance, I'm like, take me to the hospital. You know, something's not right. It's scary because there's so many coincidences, so many blessings and all this stuff. And I'm thinking I'm an angel. So I get to the hospital and what happens? There's a guy there. He says, I came here to see Michael. And I'm like, wait a minute. I'm not even talking to this guy. I blew him off. I'm trying to forget this whole episode. But he came up to me. He's like, I'm looking for the Archangel Michael. So what are you like in like in real life, real life that happened. And what did you say to him? I just walked off. I just walked off. You just couldn't do it. Maybe he saw my name was Michael on the on the room and thought maybe he was thinking the same thing I was. No, Mike. (sighs) It's rough. No. (laughs) It is. And I I really you know what it is, is because we are divine beings and we are we're we're created by God and we're sent into the earth to live in these bodies. But a lot of times we forget that where we're from and we're still spirit. So when we have these um, incidents where we kind of trickle over into that realm, it can be amazing. I'm going to call it that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it could be simply, a, simply amazing I'll simply amazing um god deals with me a lot in dreams i even this morning just contacted my niece about a dream that i have and i will not contact people unless it god really has to almost yeah. make me um yeah. So like you're saying, like something just kept coming up, coming up. And I was like, okay, God, I'll tell her. And, you yeah. know, they always confirm it. You know, it is true, da, 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 whatever. But it's not when you have that, um, I don't want to call it a sixth sense, but whatever it hey, is that God has enabled us to have, it's a real thing. That, that sixth sense is strong sometimes. And I mean, it's like really strong. I've been called like, not a witch doctor, but one of those people that do the psychics, you know. Yeah. So I'm just like, and it's little stuff. Like I'll look over to the side to look for a car coming by and there's a car coming by. You know, it's just weird things like that that happen. It's like, man, that was weird. That's so awesome. You know what I wanted to do like so many years ago? I wanted to have like this, it's like a school of the spirit where people can (laughs) learn. (laughs) is like people could come in and join the school and learn about if they have a gift of prophecy that this is what it is and this is how you can use it if they have the gift of healing this is what it is and this is how you use it because I think I know that God has given all of us gifts but we have them and we don't know how to use them but when it comes to the dark side of spiritualism they're well trained yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) there's a psychic building on every corner i don't know how they pay for these buildings but (laughs) down here there's a psychic uh, office on every corner and they must have enough clients to pay the rent 
That's weird. Yeah. I had a friend one time. I still have a friend. He would, he lived up in New York and they had like a whole city of, of these psychics. Wow. They lived in the city. They, they, they were the whole city. Hmm. And he lived there. He lived there for like six months. That's why he's like, man, you've got that sixth sense. I'm like, don't come around me. Cause I don't, <laughs> I'm afraid of it. I don't want it. You know, really? No, I don't want it. Oh, I think Mike, you might have to come to my school so you can use okay, your superpower. Okay. <laughs> we'll do. We'll do. So as soon as I get it open, I will let you know and we'll have some okay. online classes and get you trained in your spiritual gifts so you don't have to run anymore. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. So I like that you shared like some of the things that you do to kind of um I don't know if you call it coping with it or dealing with your bipolar. Um, are there any other things that you recommend? You did say prayer. I, recommend, I recommend talking. I mean, it can be just rambling on, but talk it out. So it gets out of your brain, out of your mouth, out of your system. Mm -hmm. Just talk, talk to somebody, talk to God, talk to your friend, talk to your grandma, just talk to anybody. Mm -hmm. And, and if you're having the weird episode, have them try to talk to you to change the conversation. So you're not talking about the same thing over and over. Yeah. You know, change the conversation. Talk to me about the weather in California, something like that. You know. And so your family's trained to do that. To talk. Yeah. Like to change the conversation. Oh, I, I tell them to change the conversation. I'm like, talk to me about anything. I like to go for rides. Okay. We have we have an SUV, mm -hmm. and, um, and I just whenever I'm feeling bad or starting to feel weird, I take medicine and I go for a ride. It could be anywhere, just even a couple miles. Mm -hmm. Just get out the house because sometimes your house is haunting you. You know, mm -hmm. I do that too. I, I I usually around that time I like I said I go to the beach. That's my yeah. getaway. Even if I just go and sit by the water, just to that's just my getaway. That's good. You yeah. gotta have a getaway. You gotta have a safe spot. Right. You're right. Um, I was gonna ask you one more question. It got away from me because we were talking. Um <laughs> I forgot. Dang it. Okay. So, well, Mike, I really appreciate oh, I was gonna talk about your your you said that your degree was in um horticulture. Horticulture. So you graduated, you were a gator? No, I, I took a lot of landscaping classes at the University of Florida, but I actually got my degree at a Lake City College. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Horticulture, they have the best horticulture program around. So. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, I study plants and just, that's a good, that's a really good thing. I don't know if I brought that up or not, but get some plants, take care of something, nurture it, feed it water and fertilizer whatever watch it grow every day they're like children and so if you're taking care of somebody else you can't mess yourself up too bad i love that and you yeah. know a lot of people have gotten into um like planning what do you call it like horticulture horticulture horta h-o-r-t-i horta culture that's it. Okay. A lot of people got into it over the pandemic yeah, because COVID. giving them something to do, couldn't go anywhere. 
So, but I, I never thought of it how you just explained it. Yeah. Like taking care of something all, else. I love my plants. I probably have a couple hundred plants and I just, I let mother nature handle the watering because they're out in the yard. Okay. But I go, I go check on them every day and see new leaf and I'm like, all right, yeah, he's growing. You know, or, <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. Oh man. And I, I, like I told you that I have these couple of plants. They're like five on my porch yeah. or patio that I'm, I'm looking after and I hope they grow. But you know what I've learned so far that it's kind of like faith because I planted that seed, but I have no idea what's going on under that dirt, but I keep watering it, you yeah. know, in hopes that it will come forth one day. And it will, it will. And if this one doesn't, then plant another one. So that's good, and Mike. A, a good a good thing you can do since you have house plants mm-hmm. is turn on music. Really? They like, they like fast-paced music to grow faster. And if you turn on slow country music, they grow slower, but they're they last longer. Oh wow. I've done I've done my share of experimenting. <laughs> that's oh, that's really they that's love music because they're live plants. Yeah. Know? So they'll, they'll, they like the vibration. I get that. Well, mine's definitely need a little more attention then. So maybe I'll, I'll, I'll try that. Okay. <laughs> All right, Mike. So is there anything that you want to share um, as far as your going out message to the sit with me audience? Sit with me audience. I just want to say let's embrace mental health. Let's learn about it. Even if we don't have it ourselves, let's learn about it so we can help our, it could be your best friend who's suicidal, anything like that. Let's embrace it and learn and just be educated so that we can help one another. And and let's stop putting each other down for, oh man, you're crazy. You know, you're crazy. You're just crazy. There's something behind it, you know, so Great. And it's definitely something behind it. And, and we don't want to just, call people crazy because where's the compassion in that exactly (laughs) all right all right mike so i appreciate you being on and you guys can check out mike boyette his um links will be in the bio in the comment section um in the description section that's what it is and you can uh link up with him and also mike does he didn't say it but what's it called munching with mike <laughs> my little my little cooking show for a minute. It is his minute, one minute, sixty second cooking show. If you've never seen a sixty second cooking show, you gotta log on to Munching with Mike. Is it is great? It's great fun. Um, check it out. You definitely need to check it out. All right, so we'll see you guys next time, and thank you for sitting with me. Thank you. <laughs>